Well, kia ora everybody again. This is Strawn from Communist Communion, coming all the way to you from Aotearoa, New Zealand. This week we are doing a daily series on praying through this moment. How do we pray through crisis, especially in a circumstance like this when we have already sat in crisis, the unemployment rates are through the roof, death rates are through the roof, we've already lived through months of panic and stress, and then comes the George Floyd uh, injustice and the way that that has transformed the conversation in the world. And so how do we pray through times when we are becoming exhausted, when we're angry, when we're grieving, when we're sore? How do we continue to come to God when injustice remains, when we're confronted in our own souls, or when we're numb, which is probably more likely the case for so many of us as we experience this compassion fatigue and this exhaustion from the process of the year. And yesterday, I talked about how we would we would move into a space of exploring woundedness in prayer. And I think that's because often when it comes to engaging with God and sitting with God in prayer, especially around things that are very close to our heart or crises or people in our life whom we love very much, we can come to this place where we, we, we're standing on a precipice. We're about to open ourselves up for potential hurt by letting God see what is really going on inside of us, what our real longings are, or by asking Him to show us our own heart. In Psalm 139 verse 23, the psalmist says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there is any grievous way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. That's a dangerous prayer. Search my heart and show me what's really there. What's amazing about this particular prayer is that it comes at the end of Psalm 139, where the psalmist has spent all of this time saying, God, you see me, you knit me in my mother's womb, you know my innermost being. He talks about how God is so close to him, so aware how he can't run from God, and he finishes by saying, now, I'm an open book. Look at me, search my heart. Now, I don't know about you, but I have been in plenty moments in my life of standing on that precipice with someone I love or with a friend or in prayer where I've said, okay, Father, I'm here. Show me my heart. Show me what I don't see. And it is terrifying. It's terrifying because when you truly love and you're truly vulnerable, And you truly have the humility to say, I may not have everything right and I may be acting out of a wrong place, out of a shadow. The danger for woundedness is huge. I had my own experience of this just a few years ago where I was sitting in a prayer time and I was reading this book and the book just, each chapter it had a practice to do in prayer and it just said, why don't you sit with God and ask Him what it is that you're not seeing about yourself. Ask Him to show you what's driving you that you don't see. And I sat there and I was like, okay, okay, fine. I know myself really well though. I'm not going to have any trouble here. And I opened up my heart and I just said, Father, what is driving me that I don't see? Search my heart. And He came back to me with one word, far too personal for me to share in this space. 
And at first I was shocked by that one word. I was like, that is not me. That is not my issue. And then I said, Father, help me to see why this is my issue. And then he slowly showed events in my life, one when I was seven, again when I was 12, again when I was 18, and then 23, and then 27. And he started to say, Strawn, this same thing has come up in your life, and it has driven you. And it struck me to my core. I was wounded. I was wounded because I was now in my 30s realizing that I had been driven by an unseen force. I had allowed this thing to shape my worldview that I'd never seen before. And it transformed me radically. Woundedness is hard. And the truth is, if we are coming to God honestly in prayer, if prayer isn't just about us putting out our shopping list to God, if it actually is like Psalm 139, us saying, God, search my heart. And being able to do that with any sense of honesty and truth, we are opening ourselves up to the ache of love, to the woundedness of love. And God's not afraid to confront us either. I love this about God. He's compassionate. He is kind. He is loving. But He is unrelenting in His desire to heal us. And sometimes it's like that old adage putting salt on the wound. You know, you got the wound and the only way to heal it is to just kind of um, burn it up. I had an operation once and uh, I had to get this thing called irritant injected because it was an internal um, scarring. They injected this thing called irritant, which is this kind of vinegary, salty, high acidic thing that seals the wound on the inside of the body and it is painful. Well, I feel like a lot of times the Holy Spirit is our holy irritant. And one example I can think about this is you have Peter following Jesus. I'm going to follow you to the death. And Jesus makes this horrible statement. But Peter, tonight before the rooster crows three times, you will have denied me three times. And there's this, oh, man, that hurts. Jesus confronting Peter with his unseen shadows, that that Peter was speaking one thing, but in his heart, there was a a fear and a self-preservation. And Peter denies Jesus, Jesus dies on the cross, and, and I can't imagine the sorrow and the grief of those three days as Peter reckoned with the fact that he wasn't what he thought he was. He was unable to follow God as he wanted to. And then Jesus raises from the dead, and his first engagement with Peter is really telling. Jesus doesn't skirt around the edges of Peter's failure. He doesn't skirt around the edges of Peter's shadow or his wound. In fact, he takes that salt, he takes that irritant, and he pours it on. He says, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, of course, you know I love you. Peter, do you love me? And at this point, Peter's heart is broken. He's wounded. Yes, Jesus, you know everything, Lord. You know that I love you. Jesus goes straight to Peter's woundedness, doesn't dart around it, confronts it, and heals it in an instant. And there's this beautiful scripture in Hosea, Hosea 6 verse 1. It says, Come, let us return to the Lord, 
He has torn us to pieces, but he will heal us. He has injured us, but he will bind up our wounds. And it's a hard scripture. It's a confronting scripture because it's acknowledging that God is unafraid to wound us in order to heal us and set us free. And sometimes that woundedness is exactly what we need. In a moment like we're in right now, all of us are having to ask very hard questions about ourselves. Father, search my heart. Search the heart of my entire worldview and the way that I am. Help me to see. And often we're opening ourselves up to woundedness. And we can, by the way, self-preserve. In this moment, here's how we self-preserve. We run to social media. We run to arguments. We run to semantics. And we look for a way out to not directly confront what we are going through in our own hearts. And it's not about whether those peripheral discussions are right or wrong. It's not about that. It's about the conversation that God wants to have with us right now in prayer, saying, what is your heart's inclination? Is it to preserve and defend yourself? Or like the psalmist in 139, are you willing to say, Father, search my heart? And when that woundedness comes, here's the beautiful thing. Woundedness is the prophetic sign. It's the prophetic invitation for healing. Peter's grief over denying Jesus, his reckoning with his own ill-formed worldview, his wrongness about himself, his inability to see his shadow, resulted in a direct confrontation with God that led to him planting the church that we now are a part of today. Peter's role grew out of the confrontation of his woundedness. He was healed from unseen things in his soul by his woundedness. And we know what this feels like, right? Because if we've walked with Jesus, it means that at some point, God came and confronted our entire worldview, earth shattering, and it was horrible. We go from being the center of the universe to giving that over to God. We go from thinking that we are our own moral abilities to seeing that actually God has a completely different way of viewing the world that we are to submit to, and it's painful. There's a woundedness, there's a humility, there's a confrontation, there's a grief. But the goodness of God is this, that As soon as we recognize those things, the Holy Spirit floods in with forgiveness and grace and healing and transformation. If we don't recognize, as the psalmist in 139 said, if we don't allow God to search our ways, we cannot be healed. And so praying through this moment is about putting the, the, the first things first. It's not about rationalizing. It's not about speaking quickly or or making the most political or social sense. It's simply about saying, Father, help me to take the time to stop and ask you to search my heart. Is there wrongness within me? Is there an ill world view? Have I hurt my neighbor? And not just for five minutes, not even just for a day or two, but a week, months. It's about sitting that as sitting in that as a position, listening to others. In this sense, prayer is an act of vulnerable love. But that vulnerability beckons God's action. God will not stand silent and inactive before a people who say, Search our hearts. 
Wound us, like it says in Hosea, but heal us. Praying through this moment is about having the kind of courage that we need to say, God, search my heart and give me that space, that opportunity to heal. And so wherever you are, let's just pray and respond to that. Give God a moment to speak however you need to, whether you just kind of, if you're sitting down, place your hands up on your knees, just sit quietly with your eyes closed. Or if you're driving, just give space to God in your mind or wherever you are. And we're just going to pray and ask this dangerous prayer, as scary as it is, as confronting and potentially wounding as it is, trusting that God will come through. Father, we invite your presence right now. We acknowledge your presence right now. Your spirit is in us, through us, in the world, loving us, our neighbors and our enemies, long before we awoke to it. Lord, we acknowledge our fear and our nerves in opening ourselves up to you in vulnerability to say, search our hearts. We acknowledge that it's not easy. We, are, we acknowledge our fear. We acknowledge that we are people who have shadows and sometimes we shelter those shadows. But right now, Holy Spirit, we ask, search our hearts. Show us the way of our soul. Show us what we're not seeing. And Father, as you search us, as you potentially even wound us, we ask for your healing, your grace, and your transformational power to quickly come that we may love you, worship you with all of us, empty of the dark corners of our soul that are preserved through inaction and a lack of seeing, that we may worship you with all of us and love our neighbor with all of us. We love you, Father. In your Son's Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, if this has been helpful for you, and I want to be delicate here because I think this moment deserves respect and honor, but Part of what I do at Commoners Communion is I help teach people how to pray, how to see God differently, and how to experience Him in fullness. And if this is kind of raising things in your heart or challenging you, I invite you, I'm just about to start in a couple of weeks' time, an online prayer course that's seven weeks long, just kind of walks through some of the practices of prayer, how to engage with God, how that affects us and our worldview and our love for each other. So if you'd like to come and join me on that, you can find more information at commonerscommunion.com or find me on Instagram, commoners underscore communion. I'd love you to come. I'm doing one in New Zealand time, one in the US time zones. Uh, You can go on and register online there or email me at strawn at commonerscommunion.com for information. God bless you.